Nikki and her husband Adam were in the middle of a cross-country move, leaving Texas for Boston. But it was more than just geography that was shifting in their lives at this time, now years ago. They'd both been raised in a church that no longer felt like home, one where their questions had not been welcome, and where more and more they they saw heartbreaking divisions between what they understood to be the love of the Gospels and then what the leaders of the church taught and led. It was painful to consider leaving their community, the the community they'd grown up in and spent so many years of their lives in. It was bewildering, even. But the questions only seemed to multiply as time wore on, just as their longing intensified for a more affirming community. And on top of these searching questions, they were landing in a totally new place, one where they knew no one. Because it was Boston, they needed a real estate agent just to help them find an apartment to rent, and uh, they quickly hit it off with the woman who was helping them. She was also in her 20s, and they all just clicked. As they slowly made their way through the city looking for a spot that might work, they swapped stories. And I don't think that Nikki was sounding particularly woeful as they talked, but nonetheless, her realtor picked up on the fact that they were starting from scratch in this big new city, and she invited them to come to a barbecue with her friends that weekend. Seeing as they themselves had no friends and had no groceries and had no apartment in which to cook you know, these, uh, these theoretical groceries, it seemed like a perfect invitation. And so they went. Longing and questions, invitation and surprise. It's the pattern that we see in today's gospel also, in stark relief. Normally, we hear this story on Easter Sunday, but we step into it again today as we remember Mary Magdalene and celebrate her feast day. In many ways, Mary offers us a model for how we can move through life. First, maybe more than anything, she simply shows up. She arrives there in the early hours of the morning. The sun has not yet fully risen. The shadows are stretching out before her and playing tricks on her eyes. But still, she comes. She comes with all her longing, with her raw feeling, her huge questions and and her demands even. Where have they laid his body? She is bold. She she does not hold back, not in speaking with these angels and not even in talking with Jesus himself. Of course, she doesn't realize that it's him, but she steps forward. She names what it is that she is searching for. She opens herself to what might yet be possible 
And then, miraculously, she is met. She hears her name and and something shifts. Her eyes and ears connect to her heart and mind in a new way. And she realizes that he is there, standing right in front of her, not the gardener, but the risen Christ. I imagine she might forget to breathe for a moment. The, the disbelief and the awe commingling. I imagine how the laughter and tears might come all at the same time, even as so many more questions come tumbling out. This most amazing surprise settles around her. It transforms her. It changes everything. But it doesn't end there. It doesn't stop with that moment of joyful revelation. Jesus wants more than that. He wants more for Mary and more for all the others. He sends her out to all their friends to tell them what has happened. He makes her the apostle to the apostles, the first one sent to bear the good news to all the rest. He asks her to be the person to set this next chapter in motion. And so she does. She leaves Jesus there in the garden, so compelled by this call that he's given her that she does not wait. She runs back along the hard-packed earth, over the cobblestones, into the city, up the stairs, until she comes to a locked door and finds their friends hiding inside. And there, breathless and thrilled and glowing, Mary begins the movement that becomes the church, that eventually becomes this community of faith. She brings their friends into the good news that death does not have the final word, but instead that love wins, that life returns, that even now God is making all things new. Mary tells them this good news and reshapes them into something new. With her word, through her witness, they become people of the resurrection. They are brought out of their grief back to life, belonging to each other in a new way, in a new hope, filled with the possibility of what might come next. Longing and questions invitation and surprise, and then, finally, community in its fullest. This is what Nikki discovered at her realtor's barbecue. Now, I don't know about you all, but in my limited experience, this is not how it usually works. Our realtors were wonderful and super helpful, and we did not go to barbecues with their friends. I don't think this really occurred to any of us. I'm looking at Richard there. He's, he might barbecue for you and help you find a house, but he is another exception to the rule here. But Nikki's realtor had been working hard to cultivate a practice of hospitality in herself. Not in order to do better business, but, but just as a way to live more fully, with more love as her whole self. 
As it turned out, many of the realtor's friends gathered that evening were also part of a house church, a small group of people asking big questions and trying to figure out how to live the gospel together. The realtor wasn't trying to convert Nikki. It wasn't a bait and switch. She just recognized the hunger and the loneliness present in these new acquaintances and offered what she could. It was more than enough. It turned out to be an incredible landing pad, a providential one even, one where Nikki could bring her wrestling and her hope. Over time, this house church became family for them, restoring their faith in what the church could be. This crew fed them many meals, yes, but also fed their souls. The house church gave them the strength to tackle the wonderful and sometimes maddening work of trying to live as a person of faith in this broken world. Longing and questions, invitation and surprise, and then finally a new depth of connection and community. This is a story we live into again today in a beautiful and joyful way through baptism. We lift up this longing and searching. We look for the ways God surprises us in our midst, and we celebrate God's family growing as we welcome baby Lorenzo in. And following the roadmap laid out by Mary Magdalene and following this way of baptism, it's a pattern we repeat together over and over again any given Sunday. It unfolds as we gather and search, as we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit's surprises, and as we allow ourselves to be knit together as a community of faith. We can enter in from any of these points every time we come together. We get to play all the parts here. So what longing do you come with today? What are your burning, unresolved questions? Bring those to the table. Bring them to the water. And where is God sidling in to surprise you, showing up in places you hadn't imagined could be sacred ground? Or where is God nudging you to offer that invitation, to be the one reaching, welcoming, extending possibility. And then, finally, we come again to the water, and we come again to the table, and we are woven into each other's lives to live out this love. This is the good news we're given, and that we're given to share. We get to live this gospel together with all the longing and big questions, with all the holy possibility and gorgeous surprises. We belong to each other, and we belong to God.